Today on The Breakdown, let's just get into the story on this one. This one is, I, I, electric. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say ironic, but it isn't ironic at all. So I was trying to change it midstream and it went bad. It went real bad. It's an electric hand. <laughs> There's three left in the $25,000 buy in US Poker Open Event 11. This is from March of 2022. And only big names are allowed to play in this one, people. Sean Winter, Ali Msirovich, and Jake Schindler are the three players left. Sean Winter is going to take a hand and turn it... Well, it was almost always a bluff anyway. He's, gonna, he's got ace, effectively ace-wheel suited. He's got ace-six ace suited. And he's going to play it as hard as you can play it. He's going to play it harder, really, than it's even humanly possible. He's going to go past you know, the, the E on the gas... Gas reader, <laughs> you know, past the empty. I mean, you. This guy does not just go for it. He he's you know effectively Bruce Willising this at this point. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and Ali Absirovich will have a very very strong hand as well, and is gonna. Well, he's the only one with a strong hand, I guess. There's only three left. By the way, first place almost half a million dollars, and Ali is just gonna have a really really tough decision. Can Sean Winter effectively unload all the bullets? Will Ali take the blame or the pain? Let's get into it right now on the breakdown. <laughs> With Craig Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. What, what did I just witness? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? That was odd. Which part? All, Which part? Like, <laughs> it felt like you were adjacent to the words you wanted to say yeah. the entire time. Like, you weren't ever quite there. Do you like how I said the breakdown? Is it yeah. like I just made up the word breakdown? Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think you just named an electric vacuum in 2005, too. You said, like, I, I electric. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really strange way to begin the, the opening. Usually I've, I'm a little more yeah, polished Yeah, you usually get at least a sentence or two out. Right. I have an idea of what the first two sentences are, and then it goes wherever it goes. This time, um, yeah. Yeah. I was, it was what it was. And I, I stand behind that opening, though. I think that was a great opening. I, I imagine when I listen to that opening, I'm going to laugh out loud. I bet you are. And I bet you at least a reasonable percentage of the listeners will too. You know, the, not the new listeners, maybe. Some, they'll be very confused. Yeah. And some of them will think it's funny and some of them will be like, what, why? And be gone. Um, but uh, the, old, the old hat, the, the thousands who are the loyal, the true blue. Those who would die for us. Yes. <laughs> Those who would not just die, but do our bidding. And in yeah. fact, there will be a time. Oh, yeah. We will call upon you. <laughs> And you will do what we say. Yeah, there's not uh, much you can do about it. You're, right. you're compelled. It's fine. You're basically sleeper agents at this point. It's cool. Um, a reasonable percentage of them, I think, were entertained by that opening. If they weren't, they probably don't listen to the openings anyway at this point. They probably just hit that 30-second skip button a few times. And well, they don't have to hit that because, you know, we tell them when the analysis starts. Right, but there's, a di- but there's two things. Like, the, the very opening is just me doing that, and yeah. then you and I have a back and forth. So I imagine there's at least a few people who, like, don't want to hear... Me oh, the, the opening opening making something up every time for 30 seconds to a minute and a half although they're fools cuz obviously there's that's you're reacting to it is important you need to know you need to have the context if nothing else for this part of it like how often you're going to start watching breaking bad in season 4 what are you doing exactly exactly who is this Jesse kid anyway Jesse pink man i don't get it what you know a lot of that 
That was a really bad impression of somebody who doesn't know what's going on. Like, if they've just heard the name Jesse Pinkman, is why would they be like, Pink Man? What? I don't understand. Why would somebody be named that? That's the only thing I'm confused about. That's so bad. <laughs> you know, I, I think I said this to you not on uh, this show, but I am excited for the person who... Starting actually probably in like two years or three years, they go on Netflix and they watch Better Call Saul. They've never seen it before. They don't really think about it. And they just watch Better Call Saul for watching Better Call Saul's sake. Really enjoy it. But aren't one of those people who like, you know, they're sort of cut off from the world a little bit. They're not up on popular culture. They're not one of those people. They don't read about any of this stuff. They don't go and read about it. They just watch the show and really enjoy it, right? Maybe they're from another country, so it hasn't been as, made as much of a cultural imprint as this show in Breaking Bad have. So they watch Better Call Saul. Painting quite a picture here. Yep. <laughs> it's important. What's the person's name? Thor Hanselgrad. So <laughs> <laughs> What? Thor Hanselgrad. So Thor, Thor watches Better Call Saul, really enjoys it, goes on about his life, and then like six to 12 months later, he decides to watch another show on Netflix, and this time it's Breaking Bad. And he gets a solid season, season and a half before he... Like, Tuco is in the first season, but you might not even really remember Tuco because it's like season one also of... But, but, but midway through, there's a lawyer called Saul Goodman who's in there, and he's like, is this... A, what? And like the, the shocking nature, and then all the other characters start... Mike Trout, Gus Fring... Crazy Eight is actually a part of it, you know. Of course, like these guys are all in it, and it, it at one point in the very beginning, maybe like, oh, I remember, I remember Michael Mando from uh, Better Call Saul, and now he's in the first season of Breaking Bad. Similar kind of character. Oh, interesting, and not think anything more of it. Like that guy always gets typecast, and then midway through season two or so, you you get this realization of, oh my god, these things—they're in the same universe. These are the same actors. These are the same characters, and like, I just want to—I just so excited for that guy or woman okay. when they experience that. I. I think that's going to be incredible. Thor Hanselgrad. Yeah. Don't, you don't remember his name? <laughs> Thor Hanselgrad? No, Thor I, forgot. Hanselgrad. I forgot about Thor Hanselgrad. Yeah. So that's, that's something I'm excited about. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like Thor Hanselgrad is probably from like China, maybe Brazil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's possible, right? Yeah. I mean, anyone can be named Thor really in any country at this point. It's just, just, there's just like, you know, likelihoods. Right. So more likely to be in China because there's so many people. That's, what you're <laughs> That's actually, you know, there's some, there's some truth to yes, that. Yes, there is. I turned it around on you. Yeah, you did. You got me. I do that. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. We all endured that whole Better Call Saul breaking down. <laughs> was that not good? No, it was good fine. Stuff. It, it was, wasn't great, huh? Oh well. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling at you. I'm shitting on the podcast that we're actively doing, which you do at least once an episode. I barely do it once an episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe point eight times per yeah. episode. Hey, you know, I was wondering if we should bring this up, but I feel like bringing it up. So you and I have been kicking around the idea of doing a second podcast. Yeah. And we've talked about doing a second podcast on the show before <laughs> and actually recorded like six episodes and didn't release any. Yeah, of that. that was the, um, what was that called? You remember? That was the one that's like, we're going to fix the world or something like that. I don't know. I oh, no, it was, it was like how the world was going to end. It was all these different Oh, no, that's, well, that was a way long ago. Yeah. That was back when we were first doing podcasts. Oh, you mean the serious podcast? Oh, because we had one where it's like, let's talk about a serious issue, and we do that for an hour, and it was interesting, actually. Yeah. But we never released that. Okay, this one, though, this one, I think, is the highest ceiling of all of those in terms of entertainment value, in terms of us also doing it much more likely because it's easier. Yeah. Um, And I think think if you guys like this opening section, if you hate this opening section, you're probably not listening anyway. But if if you listen to this opening section, this is the podcast for you because it's the Advice Podcast with Grant and Jonathan. Yeah. 
I don't know if we're calling it that yet. Uh, we no, don't we, we don't have a name. But we're but it's uh, a dear Abby situation. Yeah. So people will write in with advice questions about anything, not about poker. Hopefully in, not about poker. In fact, we probably won't answer your poker questions unless they're very general and we can make lots of jokes about them to a yeah. general audience. But I mean, I'll say this: we put out on Discord today. Um, we sort of told everyone in Discord we're we're doing this and asked for some advice questions and almost immediately got I think three yeah and the first one was like gold yeah I was like I can see the whole show I can see how this is gonna work this is gonna be amazing you know um so if you guys are out there and you aren't on our discord or you haven't noticed that or you forgot about it send in your advice questions we really might be doing this by the time yeah and you can be either anonymous or named that's right yeah that's right so feel free to give us all the dirty details if you want to stay anonymous that's fine but the the more details the better you know uh, we want to hear it all. And it could be a very simple question. Yep. We, yeah. might, we might take it seriously and really try and answer it as advice. We probably will sometimes. Other times, you know, we might have fun with it and go in. We don't know what direction we're going to go. That's part of the fun. It's, it's free-flowing. It's just like the openings of this show. Yeah. Like basically. right now, Grant didn't know I was going to do that. I didn't know I was going to talk about this. No. What Jonathan said before we started this podcast is that podcast will be like the openings of this show, except we'll actually have something to, to play off of. Like, right. We, we're just randomly talking right now. We, yeah. We'll have an actual prompt, so yeah. then we'll go in a, its own direction. I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be really good. Well, hopefully, you're right. Yeah, it could suck. <laughs> it could really be awful. We could record the first well, one. If it sucks, we just won't put it out, and then this will be a relic. Inside baseball, like how many podcast ideas have we had that we're like, oh. we should try this one? Like we've definitely we tried the end of the world one, which yep. the idea was we'll just give this to the world because I don't care if somebody else does it. It requires a lot of research. Yeah, but we always ended in the same place. But it was like I think farmers it was, takeover. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was called "What's Killing Us Now." That's right. And it was um, you know each episode was going to be a different way that humanity could be exterminated. Yeah, we were going to like look into it and have like discussions about it, but also be a little funny. But mostly it was pretty sincere. Yeah. And the thing that we learned was basically in in most situations. There's like the ruling class like takes care of themselves and the, the farmers who control the food eventually revolt and that's like the end of the world. Yeah, and it, it always ended up in the same direction unless it was like an instantaneous death for everybody type right. thing. Right. Yeah. So that we didn't do that one. Yep. Then we, we were gonna do um rewatch it. You know how rewatch podcasts oh, are really yeah. popular, like rewatching Game of Thrones and doing a podcast about it. We we're gonna do rewatches of bad shows yep. and talk about it. And we tried doing Kevin Can Wait. We watched the first episode oh, of God. Kevin Can Wait and actually took notes and we actually we recorded made, the show. And it was just bad. Yeah. It was like not good at all. No. So was... we didn't we bailed on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea, we think, is the most free-flowing of the ideas and gives us the most chance to, you know, succeed. It, it probably plays to our strengths the best. Yeah. You know. Um, so anyway, that's what's happening. Let's move on to other topics, though, because come on. Sean Winter, I don't want to play against this guy. Why? You, you, you don't like him that's as correct. a person? You don't yeah. like his look? I don't like anybody whose last name is a season. Huh. You know Dave Autumn? I do. Fucking hate Dave yeah, Autumn. Yeah, Dave Autumn sucks. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to think of a famous person. How about uh, Jerry Springer? Do you like him? No. You do. You're lying. Okay, I fucking love Jerry Thank Springer. Thank you. Wow, who doesn't? Ex-mayor of Cincinnati. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mayor of Cincinnati um, was caught embezzling, sent to jail, got out of jail, became the mayor of Cincinnati again, and then started his show. That really wow. happened. Yes. I had no idea about any of that. It's worth a Wikipedia search. It's possible you'll, you or whomever is listening to this will do it. I'm sure someone will. And it won't turn out it's the mayor of Cincinnati, but it's something like Cincinnati. But I'm pretty sure it's Cincinnati. Something in Ohio or Pennsylvania. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's Cincinnati. But it has been. I probably heard about that, you know, 
nine years ago and never looked into it again. So there's a chance I'm slightly off there. But that's that's essentially that's the story. incredible. Yes, he's got a whack story, dude. And then made all his money, of course, on doing this incredibly popular TV show for a very long time. Yeah, he made a lot of money. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, so so far, no, I haven't found somebody who with a, the last name of a season that, mm. that works for me. Well, let's uh, let's learn something about Grant now. Grant, it's time to play Hedden Mob. Oh, okay. Okay. We have two players. I guess we actually have three players. But in this hand, there's going to be two players, Aliam Surovich and Sean Winter. Okay. Grant Dennison, what are their Hedden Mobs? Uh, I, I don't feel very confident about these ones. How about Ollie? You should have a sense of Ollie. I feel like I should, but I feel like I don't. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with 9.3 million on Ollie. That is pretty far off for Grant Dennison, who's... Yeah. Like a weird prodigy at this game. It is twice that. It's uh, almost, it's 17.9 million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So way off. Time to play Sean Winter. Double down on Sean Winter. 12.1. 21. Well, shit. I'm off today. Yeah. You are really bad at this. All right. As a way to maybe give yourself a chance to be less embarrassed, we'll do the third guy at the table, Jake Schindler. How much money has Jake Schindler won? Total live earnings. This is on not, not quite fair because I think we did him a while back. Well, okay. So I think it's going to be something like $15 million. Nope. You have been really off on all huh. three, interestingly enough. This one's $30 million. Oh, that's what it... Okay, I know what it is. He had twice what Adamo had, and we were talking about that, uh, about like who was go- when Adamo was going to overtake him. Mm-hmm. And it was because he had $28 million at the time, and Adamo had fourteen at the time. So, that, Boy, so I, I accidentally put the Adamo's number there. Well, great job. Really great job. Okay, Nick Showman, who finished fourth. How about him? $10 million. That's the closest you've been. 14 and change. Okay. Okay, we're done. Uh, you sucked at that. You were embarrassing to you and your entire family. And yeah, I know. I'm glad know. not to be related to you. I know. Yeah. But I mean, I was already glad not to be related to you. But this is just one more straw that just will every, eventually Every break. podcast now, you just, you're just so mean. <laughs> How is that mean? Is it just that I... It's like... it's. Nearly impossible to upset me, and you just, yeah. so that just makes you want to try really I'm hard. I'm sure if you got up actually in any way hurt by any of this, I would still pick at you, but it would be less egregious. I would be just a little bit less mean all the time. But since you can take it, it's it's more fun to do. It makes a better show. What a what a non toxic person you are. You find <laughs> you find somebody who who's your friend, and you're like, oh, you know what? I, you know what's yeah. interesting about this guy is that he doesn't get upset pretty mm-hmm. much ever, and yeah. he's pretty even keel in all situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I should do? Use that as my opportunity to be a dick to get all of my dick stuff out. That is non toxic. That is. I'm putting it into. I'm 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 letting the sponge that can absorb it absorb it instead of giving it to anyone else. Only that is absolutely non toxic. That theory only works if your yeah. your dickness has to come out. <laughs> but if it doesn't affect you, why does it matter? I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's just like, why do you want to be that person who's being a dick? You know what I think we're getting, people? And by people, I mean the listeners. I know you're all on my side on this one. <laughs> um, Grant is hurt by these things. Grant is upset. I, you hear him, he's fighting. He's fighting. He's calling me a dick. If he was really not upset about this stuff. No, I, I mean, I, I, I genuinely mean what I, what I say. Like, why, why, you gotta, why you gotta go as far as you can in every you situation? Wa- first of all, you want me to. Second, <laughs> you love it. <laughs> That's not abusive behavior at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, if Iron Man is sitting there, you can punch Iron Man in the, in the helmet. It doesn't hurt him. It only hurts your fist, right? So it's sort of the same thing, except my fist is completely, my fist is, feels better than ever. And you, you know, you're not Iron Man. <laughs> but besides that, it, the I am not Iron holds. Man. You will not be Iron Man. 
Um, I don't, I mean, when we're not recording, this yeah. is, this is a hyper version of me, right? Yeah. A hyper yeah. real version of me where I, where I do this yeah. with you. Like I'm not like this when we're not recording to this extent. No, you're not. I am a little bit like this. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I am still doing this to some degree and, uh, you do it back to some degree also. I, do you mm-hmm. think that's fair to say? I probably do it more than you do it. Yeah. But you're more sensitive than me. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense, right? Yeah. So why are you doing it to me at all? Because it's fun. But it hurts me. But sometimes you need to be... Who's toxic? You need to be taken down a peg sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I do. Everybody uh, who listens to the show knows that... <laughs> I agree. You need to be taken down a peg. I listen to the show. I think I need to be taken down a peg. Yeah. I need to be taken down a peg. So I'm providing a service. Yeah. It's good. Everybody else is too afraid of hurting your fragile psyche. They won't even go there. <laughs> Who's everyone else? Oh, we all friends? we all talk about it. <laughs> um, I feel like one of the things that's great about me is <laughs> I'm so out there with my dickishness that like people can feel comfortable openly talking about it to hmm. me. Like everyone's like, I had Kara Scott, maybe the nicest person, one of the nicest people I've ever met, um, basically call me a dick <laughs> in a friendly, congratulations, way. in a friendly way, no, though. congratulations, but man. in a friendly way where she's like. I really need you to stop talking that way to me now. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything that was like what? offensive or untoward. What did you, what did you do? <laughs> we were playing. We were playing at Palagio, and um, she folded a hand that I thought was a bad fold. Yeah. Right? And then, without really realizing that this was a problem, this is many years ago. This is like two thousand and seven or eight, to be clear. But um, I then just kept talking about how bad a fold it was. Because I just thought we all agreed on that, and it wasn't like a sensitive thing. But I kept saying, it. and at one point, she's like, "I really need you to stop saying that." <laughs> wow! And, um, <laughs> and so I started laughing. It's like, "I'm sorry. I don't even mean to be a dick. It's just, it's just my personality. Like, I'll. It's not. It's not nothing. You know." And then we were laughing about that. And it was fine. But like, my point is, like, people are comfortable telling me that I'm a dick. <laughs> you know that one person was. There could be a lot more who are just you hiding. Don't, you don't think I have a lot of other people say things to me? Think about it. <laughs> I don't know. They probably do. <laughs> they, they absolutely do. I'm sure a lot of people don't. I'm sure a lot of people don't. But you know what? That's their burden <laughs> to carry, isn't it? Right. They don't want to stick up for themselves. I'm an opportunity for them to learn how to grow. What a, what a gift I am. Now, you, think about it. You are a lovely, wonderful hey, gift. Can I talk about one other thing really quickly? You can. So Gilbert Gottfried just died. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know if everyone agrees with this, but I think he was a pretty wonderful part of the world, and I'm, you know, wish he was still around. I think he was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know his voice, of course. Yeah, that's what he's famous for. The most famous thing. That was not his actual voice. Really? That was a character he was doing. He always did it, but that was a character. And he never let any like media person see his real voice. I don't think it was to the degree of like the guys in the Prestige, you right. know. But um, but essentially, like any time he was. Being Gilbert Gottfried on, you know, in front of a camera or microphone, he would do the voice, yeah. Well, that was a smart move. It, yes, it, it worked was. out for him. Yeah, like, I mean, I literally did. I was shocked to find that out. I just assumed that's what he sounded like. It was super weird, but funny. Are we to assume that the same thing's going on with Fran Drescher? In fact, that is not her voice. Really? Yes. Um, there's a bit in The Nanny. I've seen this because, like, YouTube does the clip of, like, where she talks with a normal voice, and she sounds like a completely normal person. Hmm. She's just putting it on for that. Is just for that show? It's, I think so. She hasn't done that in other... I guess she hasn't had many other roles. But. I really don't know about her acting career one direction or the other. I assume she had opportunities and other things, if for no other reason, because the nanny was popular, right? But 
But no, there's a bit where like she gets like hit in the head or something and the nanny, and then she like talks normal for a while and then gets hit again and she's back or something like that. They used to do shit like that in the nineties all the time. Like, ah, head injuries are funny. (laughs) They create opportunity. Yeah. Everything's different now. I'm a different person for a little while. Yeah. And then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. And you know who else is fine? All of the fine folk who suggested this hand. Oh, who, who is that? That'd be Chris Jones. Fuck you, Chris Jones. Wow. De- Jeffrey Yanchek, S-Fighter. Fuck you, Jeffrey Yanchek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. S-Fighter, Wesley Cannon, who's actually doing the solving work on this hand as well. What a gift. So is that legal for him to both be a suggester and a solver? I on? think he doesn't get um, suggesting points for that, though. Like, when we're, when we're tallying up who makes the All-Star team, who's on the... Uh, but he suggested it before, before we requested him to do the solver. He work. also didn't know, like, he's not the only solver, so he doesn't know he's going to get the solver. Yeah. Maybe, he just, maybe he loses solver points and not suggester points. Okay, Those let's are, give him suggester points. That's, I, I, I see how you did that for the public. You yeah. know, you did the solver points, suggester <laughs> points, trying to justify, yeah, we'll, we'll dock him on the solver points, yeah. we'll give him the suggester points. Everybody knows solver points are far more valuable. Yeah, of course they are. And this is another one of your levy scams. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. You brought up, what should we do? What should count? Like, I didn't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so. now, now poor Wesley is going to do the solver work. He's not going to get the solver points. He's going to get suggester points, which are only good at certain retail locations. If you can't do the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess you have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> how, can I, how can I refute that? <laughs> Oh, man. The thing that's great, too, about the suggester points is because we currently only have two... Uh, oh, sorry, solver points. We only have two solvers right now. That yeah. may grow yeah. You know, as we, as we go if we find another solver who wants to do it and we think some it's Some people good. on Discord have done some solving. I'm, I meant to reach yeah. out to them and ask if they wanted oh. to try. Yeah. But if anybody wants to try out to be a solver, we're open to more solvers that take a little bit off of Wesley and Danny's plate. Yep. It's, uh, good, it's good practice for you if you, yeah. uh, if you like doing it. And uh, I know our solvers seem to be enjoying themselves. Yeah. Great opportunity to spend a little time with the poker guys, huh? I mean, in, on the <laughs> We all meet at Solver HQ. Yeah, it's great. Uh, First meeting's happening sometime. But anyway, um, in some ways, yeah, Solver points are, are worth so much more. Not so much because, I mean, there's only one other person you're competing against in this case, right? Danny yeah. Sprung. Um, by the way, I guess you hate Danny Sprung because of his last name. No, that's not. It's, it's the past of a season? That, it's not. Wintered? You would like someone named Wintered? Sure. That's a lie. That's you're, a stone lie. No, it is not. I am me, and I know. <laughs> I'm the only source here. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like that. I yeah. like it. Stick to that story, hardcore. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but you're right about that. I can only assume. Yeah. I'm only making guesses. I can't know what's in the card card up in here. Anyway, I'm going to keep saying people unless... Oh, there's you're, more? Yeah. Unless okay. you're going to just keep doing some I'm gonna bullshit about... I'm going to insult them as we go, but we'll see. Casper, insult that guy. Go for it. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Testart. I would never say anything bad about... Beat poet Mark Tesla. <laughs> SNEX, Snex. You call him SNEX, but we know it's yeah. Snex. Do we actually know that? He's twice confirmed it on oh, okay. Discord when I've when you it's, said it's Snex like snakes or like Snex like Snex. It's spelled SNEX. Right, but there are people who like pronounce snakes that way. I don't know like, like what do I he's do I don't really know what he's going like for. Like it's like a dog pronouncing snakes, you know, Snex. I don't know what he's going for. <laughs> You're gonna say it again. I don't know his mind <laughs> like I know my own. Right, right, of course. Um, snacks. Yeah, snacks. Um, fuck you, snacks. There we go. We did it. <laughs> All right, we almost everybody. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. See if he gets upset about that. <laughs> oh, it could happen. Not impossible. Anyway, let's talk about this damn situation we're in. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to do this. So, yeah. This why, is real. why don't you say who the, the final table of this tournament was? Cause, or at least the final few yeah, players. Yeah, well, the final five is absurd. Again, $25,000 buy-in, 55 entries. 
Um, Dan Smith made the final eight on the final table. Then it's Kerry Katz and Tamin Nakamura, who actually did very, very well in the U.S. Poker Open. I think he may have been the... He may have been player of the series. Oh, really? Yeah. But the top five are these. David Peters, Nick Shulman, Jake Schindler, Ali Msirovich, and Sean Winter. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on. That's a tough field. That is not fair. Like, Kerry Katz goes out seventh, and everyone's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) It's the guy who's going to win player of the series and us? Like, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right at all. I don't know if he actually did win player of the series, by the way. Well, that's how poker goes sometimes when you play in these high rollers. Sometimes you look around, and and sometimes it goes the other way, too, where you're like, I'm the only guy who knows what's going on here. The Lal Shikurchi's over here. What's going on? (laughs) Really? I mean, it's... It's pretty great. But this is, I mean, so this is insane. So even from five left, it was already just a bloodbath for these and guys. And now we're down to three with uh, Winter, Msirovich, and Schindler. Yes. And 192,000 is third place, 290 for second, 440 for first. Correct. We're at 30K, 60K. Good. Jakey Boy Schindler's got 2.3 million. He's the short stack. The other two guys have about the same stack at 3 million. Schindler's going to open 10-7 of hearts to 135 on the button. Sean Winter is in the small blind. He's got 3 million, same as Msirovich. Winter has ace, six of hearts. He's going to three bet to 425. Okay. I don't see any problem with this. No, of course not. This is a fairly standard play. You're not always going to make it, but you're going to make it a, a lot. Right? Yeah. Aliyam Sirovich in the big blind, also with three million, wakes up with two queens. Hello, ladies. Queen of diamonds, queen of clubs. What is your approach? I think we have to four bet. Don't we have to four bet? Because if we just call, we're inviting uh, Schindler in. Right. We're just inviting him. Yeah, in. Schindler's going to call. So we don't want to see a flop three ways with queens if we can avoid it. I don't think that's a great idea. Um, I, I prefer a four bet almost always here. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. How do you want to size the four bet? You can go a lot of different ways here. Yeah. So we have 50 blinds effective. Is that right? Yeah, three million. We both, us and Winter have, I guess Schindler's less, but since Winter made the three bet, we're, we're 50 blinds effective with him. We want to find out how to get 50 blends in against one of these people pre-flop. Right, right. Um, yeah, because we can happily do that. Well, probably even with both of them, but certainly with one of them. Yeah, I think we, there's no folding. Even if, even if we... we f- it goes five, four, four bet, bet, five, five bet, bet, six bet. Yeah, I think yeah. we still go with it in this field against these guys. I think so. It's like it could easily be Jack's ace king or maybe yeah. even Jack's jacks. Yeah. Um, it's, I know Sean Winter's going to have a weird spot with Jack's if it goes raise, raise, and back to him. Yeah. He may find a fold with Jack's. Maybe. I'm not sure. In most fields, that's a fold with queens. We could also be, yeah, but we could also be up against two ace kings. Yeah. Or Schindler could have a lot of things even. But if Schindler has jacks and, and um, ace king is there too, it's like pretty yeah. good spot. Like, holy You moly. probably just can't fold in this. I think we probably can't fold. I agree. Um, so how do we want to size it? Well, we want to size it enough. So I guess any, any, even a clickback is going to price Schindler out unless he's got a real hand. Yeah, Schindler's going to be in shove or fold mode against pretty much any size. So that's great. Yeah. So that's cool. So the next, we have position on winter. So that's good. So we don't have to go as big. Yeah. So then the question is, are we going to size to induce or size to um, sort of more like bigger to get value slash, you know, add in the more perceived fold, fold equity kind of a thing? I guess against a guy like Sean Winter, sizing to induce is probably better since we're in position. We've got a very strong hand, too. Probably. It's just that means basically a click back. And yeah, like the other options are to effectively shove or to bet an amount that is not a shove and will still leave some SPR, which is kind of weird to do in this spot. Like I mean, if we, we made it like 1.1 million, that's for the example. Number. I think that's the number. If we're, if we're not going to click it back, it's 1.1. 1. 1. And, then, and then if uh, Schindler folds and Winter calls, because 
Right. That's that's a like that's like the highest number I can think of where Winter would have a calling range. Right, where like any higher, he's either going to shove or fold. He's mostly going to shove even when we make it 1.1, yeah. I think. Like, it's really hard to call more than a third of his stack out of position against us, I think. He may do it, because in certain hands, he may do it. If he has ace-queen suited, he may be like, yeah. I don't really want to shove, but I can't really fold. I just have to see a flop with this hand. But So what do you prefer to do with queens, to put Winter in that spot or to, to give him a really good price or to like basically say, I'm all in, and you either have a hand or you don't? I don't think we should do the I'm all in. I agree. Like, our hand is way too strong to, to, like, we're giving away too much value. Yeah. Right. So it's down to the other two. I'm kind of torn, actually. I, I worry that 1.1 is a little too strong. Like, it's a little too much of our stack. But I know these guys are capable of raising to 1.1 and folding with bluffs. Yeah. So because of that, maybe 1. Point, I think Jake just has to think about what am I doing with the rest of my range. And what, or not Jake, sorry. Um, Ali. Ali has to think, what, what is he doing with the rest of his If he's doing normal clickbacks with the rest of his range, he should click this back too. I think he should be consistent. Um, that's probably better than trying to be exploitative against a guy like Sean Winter. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty easy though if you don't have that many clickbacks to just have like queens, kings, aces, and then, then take like, you know, some ace wheel suited combos and have those be your bluffs, and that's pretty easy. Right, but if you do that, then anytime you make it 1.1, then the best hand you have is jacks and ace king, and the rest of your range is weaker. Well, I mean, so you, so you, you, have to, you, so you, you don't do it with that much You don't stuff. do all queens, kings, and aces. You do some, mm-hmm. you know, half of the combos or something. Right, but then there's just not that many of them. Yeah. So, but I guess for balance, it's okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think both are probably fine. I, I will say I watched uh, this final table, and there was a lot of, like, very small three and four bets, mm. like very, very noticeably small. Not always. Certain players didn't do that, but a lot of, like, I think Sean Winter actually did that a lot, um, and some other guys did too, and so th- that's interesting to watch. Tell you what, small sizing is going to be a theme of this hand. I know it is. And that's what Ali does. He goes with the 750K over 425. That's very small sizing. It's not a clickback, but it's small. It's almost a clickback, like... 290 is the amount, is the clickback amount. He makes it 325 yeah. more. I mean, wow. It's, it's a half a blind more than a clickback. So Winter, so obviously Schindler folds. Yes. Of the hands that Winter has in his three betting range, what percentage are actually going to fold to this size? If he has some really raggedy unsuited aces, he might fold those. Yeah. Like, ace eight off? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if we're supposed to fold ace eight off, quite frankly. Like, at this price... Like, we're, like, aren't we supposed to call and see if we flop an ace and then be like, I guess I'm going with it? Like, isn't that what we're supposed to do? I, maybe. Like, the price is just so ridiculous. What are we supposed to do with, with ace six of hearts? I don't think we can fold when he clicks back. It's a really good price. I just don't think we can. We have to see, at least see a flop. It feels like the only, like, we basically should be calling almost our entire range, right? Except the stuff that we're going to put in another bet with and want to go with, fine, but like... It's so easy to call here. It's two, It's three twenty-five more. It's five blinds, five yeah. and a half blinds. Like that's okay. The pot is humongous already, no. right? Not big enough. Sean Winter nope. does not call. Does I not know. fold. Nope. Does not shove. No. He does a, an actual clickback. One point oh seven five million. I he mean, five bets out of position what with a six of hearts. The living hell is this? All right, this is your job, lovey. Break it down. What the hell? <laughs> like Sean Winter is 
enigmatic in a, in a poker yeah. sense. We've done other hands with him where it's like, this guy is playing differently than these other high rollers in a lot of cases, but he's clearly very successful and, and oh, he's yeah. doing something well. Of course. Um, you really didn't like initially his play against Alex Foxen that we did when he had Queen-10. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I think you started to be okay with it. I came around a bit. But you, I think you still were a bit confounded by it. I was also yep. slightly confounded by yeah. it. But it was clear that he's doing something different, and he's doing it on a high level of intelligence plane, right? Sure. Like it's an interesting thing he's doing. Agreed. So I, I don't know if we're going to be able to figure this out, but like, why is he doing this with this hand? Okay. So when Jake makes that super tiny There's race no Jake. Himself. Jake's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jake is dead, sorry. When Ali makes that super tiny raise, he's already polarizing, right? Like, yeah, he's got to be polarizing. He, he's saying, I, I'm so strong, I'm happy to invite you to call, even. So that's just not something... Like, when that happens, he doesn't always going to be super strong, though. He can absolutely have Ace-4 suited himself and make this play, Right. Um, in fact, we were talking about if he's going to, he should pick his whole range to do this with when he's four bending, whatever the sizing is going to be. He needs to, I think he should be consistent. You're talking about Ollie. Yes, yeah. talking about Ollie. So he's going to have hands that are bluffs, right? Yeah. So in one way you could say, but the clickback forces all those hands to call. And, and you're it's out an of position. It's an interesting conversation to have. On the other hand, now you're just putting in even more chips. The stack to pot is hugely problematic, and Sean Winter is repping. Like the very like the top of his range, but but he's not going to fold those hands. In the old days, the online guys would get into these clickback wars pre-flop and absolutely fold. I know that was. The I've old seen days. him do it so many. That was times. the old days, though. And I've seen even these guys do maybe not to the actual clickbacks like we're seeing here, but um, but like really folding to like shockingly small but if, sizing. If we're imagining all these. Bluffing range here didn't yeah. be ace wheel suited hands. Those are too good to fold. In position, I don't see how you could ever fold them. No, I agree for, for the clickback getting right. the most incredible price of but, all time. By the way, if if that's what we're targeting, it's a little problematic anyway. Isn't I, it? I was just gonna bring that up. If that is actually our target. Now, this is under the assumption yes. that that's Ollie's bluffing hands. But we would much rather have a hand like eight nine suited yes. than do this because then we don't want to block it. Yeah. We're blocking the hands we want him to have. Like yeah. that's that's all the combos of hearts are out the door right. already then, right? Yeah, this is the time when you want to have 8-9 eight, eight, suited, King X suited. Yeah. That's, king X is suited is pretty good. We block Ace, King, and Kings. That's yeah. pretty good for this spot, yeah. right? Um, I, it's weird. It's a really, really weird decision. Obviously, so Sean Winter clicks it back. Obviously, he's folding, even though he is, in theory, now getting a price to call. In theory... He's supposed to call a shove, but of course he wouldn't. I don't think he would. There's no. no chance he would call a shove because ICM is a huge thing right. here. And that's what I think the clickback wars are really about. They're, they're playing into the ICM spot. It's like, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do this? But it's so easy for Ali to call. I don't really understand this. Like, in position, he should be calling his entire range that isn't five bet or six betting, right? Right. Like, what folds should he actually have, or does he actually have? If Ali includes some real junky bluffs in this range, then he, he could... I, I doubt... I wouldn't expect it. I don't expect him to show up with Jack-8 offsuit here, but I think he could fold a hand like that. I will say that it, um, I was just watching yesterday, I think, the uh, the $50,000, I think it was, buy-in um, on the Super High Roller Bowl series. Yeah. It's the one right before the main. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were on... One or I think they were either on the bubble or one off the bubble, and he got into it with. I don't think it was Sean Winter. It may have been Jake Schindler. It was a guy like that. Vogel saying it was somebody like that. Where 
Oh, Schindler, actually. So somebody opened. Schindler called with ace-queen, just called uh, the Vogel saying open. Ali in the big blind, three bets, queen-five suited. Schindler folds. Sorry. Vogel saying folds. Schindler now wakes up in four bets, ace-queen. And freaking Ali just goes all in with queen-five suited. Wow. So That feels like 2010 poker. Yeah. Pretty wacky stuff. You know, he's, I guess he was like, you just don't have a strong enough flatting range there that you can call me. And he was sure enough about it. Uh, you know, as we're uh, with the ICM stuff that's in play, he was, he was right. It was really incredible. Huh. Really, really kind of crazy to watch. So Ali's capable of doing stuff that maybe we're not. We have to give him lots of credit for, ha- for maybe showing up with things that we wouldn't, we wouldn't think would be obvious. All right, so maybe there's some history here that leads Winter to make this play. So maybe Winter's like, you have King X suited for real here. Yeah. And like, I can make this play. And you may even fold King X suited or I'm ahead. And you're going to fold a lot on the turn or the flop or whatever. I don't know. It still is very odd to me that he wouldn't just call. Yeah. I mean, really, really confusing to me. It's honestly like, so Matt Berkey said we were unqualified to talk about his hands, right? Yeah, um, he did. We might be unqualified to talk about this exact spot. Like, I think we because, are. Because of the, <laughs> not, not only, not like a poker skill thing necessarily, um, but although certainly that's in a play a factor, but I mean, like these guys have an iterated game that's going on. They have a leveling war. They have theory that is like trying to be beaten out by other theory, and it's it's a long game. These guys have been playing that we have not been part of. Correct. So, so it's really hard for us to truly understand what's going on in this exact spot in the leveling war that they're in. I would think Sean Winter is aware not only of hands he's played against um, Ali, but hands he's played when Ali's been at the table, not just in this event, but in their history when he's done a play like this. Like He's like, Ali saw that. Ali would know. That's part of the range he's going he's gonna to include in this. Because like, Ali's paying attention and would remember that. Like, yeah. These guys are thinking about that kind of stuff, which you almost never have to do with anyone unless you're one of these guys, right? Yeah. So it's a different... I mean, there's a dynamic in history here that we can't really know. Uh, I will say this. When Sean Winter clicked back five bets here, what's his value range? Let's ask that. For I mean, second. when it's Sean Winter, the answer is I don't know. No, we're doing value, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, is he using jacks as a value hand here? Maybe. Is he using ace-queen suited as a value hand here? Maybe. Is it's a- Sean Winter. Ace-queen can't be a value hand. It's Sean Winter. Back. It can't he, be value. He's a season. <laughs> it can't be value with ace-queen. Jacks is a weirder one. Ace-queen can never be value. I don't know. How can you do it with a6? Well, a6, you know you're bluffing. Maybe. Ace queen. You thought you could get called by King X of some sort <laughs> yeah, of I suit. mean, yeah. But still, come on, you're bluffing. So, cool, I got called by a worse hand. Now I have to navigate. I, like, I'm forcing myself. Sean Winter is so strong uh, appearing when he does this, right? I mean, what does it look like besides aces and maybe kings? Like, does anyone click back ace king here like this even? Why would you do that with ace king? Yeah. It's a horrible idea. They're going to call, and if you don't flop well, meaning a pair... You're out of position against one of the best players in the world. I mean, it's it's rough. I don't. Th- I think ace king is a shove almost always, right? Yeah. So we're saying we have aces or kings. I think maybe queens. I think so, but also, I know you laughed this off, but it is Sean Winter. Like, yeah. So he's going to show up with unexpected things. Right, but we're talking about his value range yeah. versus his his bluff. He range. may have an iterated game and a leveling war that leads him to have ace queen in his value range against Ali in this spot. Okay, but if Ali shoves. I don't know what they're... I assume he's folding ace-queen. I don't know what their leveling war says to do. I assume he's folding ace-queen. I guess I could be wrong about that, too, but it seems hard to imagine. 
it's it's a different level of of tournament poker here. The only time I've ever gotten to this level of clickback war was when I had I think I've had aces and done this uh, preflop against a very particular opponent, and uh, I had kings once and have done this. I've done this with aces and kings a few times where it's like we're going back and forth, and I'm just like trying to get it in with them and trying not to scare them off and giving them all the room, and eventually we get it in, and sometimes I'm ahead, sometimes I'm behind, you know, depending on what I, you know. Um, and the only times besides that are like playing limit hold'em, where well, it's like where they, a, they where force like, you to do it. <laughs> yeah, but but even like I told I've talked about this where the, I played one guy once in the cash game where we were heads up the whole we're just playing a heads up match and uh, and we were nine, ten, and eleven betting each other preflop every hand and it was bizarre. But of course, completely different than this. Yeah. Like the ranges are not strong there. It doesn't really matter. You know, you have jack ten, you can eleven bet in that game. Obviously, no one has jack ten here. That wouldn't make any sense. I, I assume. I mean, I should say you? obviously, but what do you mean? Sean Winter has a six. Yeah, okay. Well, a six makes more sense than Jack ten. Does it? We were just arguing yeah, the opposite. Yeah, we were. Yeah. That's why. That's why I really hung on that word. 10. Yeah. So I was like, no, it doesn't really. What is happening, Sean Winter? You've done it. You've done it. The poker guys are officially out of business. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hate Sean Winter. He ruined us. Yeah. All right. What are you supposed to do if you're Ali? Okay, we have queens. Well, you were talking about clicking back to induce. Well, right? we did induce, I guess. And you were also, you even said the phrase at some point, like trying to get it in with queens, yeah. right? Like, But you're not expecting there this. to be room for even a six bet in this configuration. We thought we were getting shoved on, yeah. right? We, I'm sure we were calling the shove. Now it looks like we're up against a hand. Now we're almost, now we're in game theory disaster mode if we shove, right? Like, are we getting called by a worse hand? Maybe jacks. If he clicks back jacks, which I'm not sure he's doing. Besides that, I don't think he has ace-king. It would be very strange to play it that way. Um, we're, flipping at, we're flipping against ace-king anyway. We'll take that because we're ahead. But, you know, we're 57% or whatever. That's fine. But, um, like, he's repping aces and kings pretty fucking hard here. And if he doesn't have that, he's got an insta-fold, right? As we see, ace-six is going to insta-fold if we shove. Um, and maybe there's something else in there, but... I don't think we can assume that unless we... So we just call? It seems hard. I mean, if we want to make it easy on ourselves, we could shove in that, like, we can't screw this up if we yeah. shove, right? Like, no one's going to kill us for shoving. Right. Um, and, like, we can't get bluffed later if an ace comes, if it comes ace high and we get bluffed, although we wouldn't get bluffed, but right. we don't know if we can get bluffed or not on certain things, whatever. We just make, we keep it easy for ourselves. But that doesn't sound like a good, a good reason yeah, to Yeah, I it. think calling feels natural, which is kind of... That's really empowering to Sean Winter's play, yes. right? Like, without aces, you don't feel comfortable shoving here. I guess you could shove kings. But you don't feel comfortable. To, right. Well, that's true always, really, yeah. right? Um, but, like, with kings, you can... You, queens could be... Sean Winter could have queens and play it like this. It's at least conceivable. Yeah. But, yeah, but if we have queens, now he's got to do it with jacks, which feels less conceivable. Mm-hmm. And, again, maybe, maybe he's capable of all of this, but... I don't have any evidence for that, except he clicked back a six, which is not jacks in any way. It is not jacks in any way. That's correct. Thank you. You got that one right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Poker guy's back in business. All right. Ollie, Ollie calls. I, I feel like, yeah, that I guess, seems... I think you have to call. And, seems like the play. And is our plan... Let's, let's just talk about our plan here. Assuming clean boards for a second, we're just never going to fold? If there's no, like, overcard and nothing awful? Like, it's a normal 10, I don't know, 10, 7, 4... It doesn't run out four hearts or anything weird like that or whatever. Like, we're just, the plan is just to get it in and hope it works out. Like, hope it doesn't have aces and kings. It kind of has to be the plan, right? Yeah. Like, the stack to pot is already, like... It's going to be less than one-to-one. Exactly. Like, we're going with this hand. Okay. 
Cool. That's clear. That's clear. Right. We have an important announcement regarding Nitrogen Sports, and this isn't just advertising right. stuff. This, this is an is... actually important announcement. Please listen if you're on Nitrogen Sports. Yes. This is a big deal. All right, so Nitrogen is moving over to a new site called Nitro Betting, and what that means is you have to sign up again using our link for access to our monthly tournament, which is going to continue. We're going to keep doing the monthly tournament, and don't worry, it's not hard. It's just as easy as it was on, on Nitrogen right. Sports. You just use the link, you sign up, you have access. And there's lots of other benefits. The site is new. It's a lot prettier. So pretty. It's improved. And they have new cool products if you like other types of sports betting stuff. Like March Madness is fun, right? They've yeah. kind of brought that everywhere. They, they now do brackets for a lot of events. They also do squares for a lot of events. You know, at the Super Bowl, at the party where everybody puts money on a square, finds the, the score. That's like where the plumber always wins, right? Because no one has to know anything with the square. It's all random anyway. Yeah, and the plumber is never good at, at sports betting. <laughs> wow. Had, had to wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. Mario is upset. Mar- well, if the plumber was good at sports betting, he'd probably be a professional sports better. You're, you're basically a turtle right now because Mario's going to stomp on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, yeah, they also have you. pick pools as a new product, which mm. is you know, you're in a pool of people. Whoever gets the most correct picks wins. It's, it's more competitive. It's more fun. And uh, crucially, though, again, even if you've already signed up for Nitrogen Sports, you got to sign up for Nitro Betting using the link in the description, or else you won't get access to that tournament. But don't worry, it's easy, and it's still that great tournament. Yeah, it's also going to be in our pinned tweet if you don't get to this right now and you can't remember, can't find it. It's always going to be the first tweet on our Twitter timeline. Yep, see you there. Okay. All right, so we got 2.345 million in the pot after all of that action. Yeah. I mean, somehow it was five bet. You would expect it to have been three or four bet for that much to be in, but it's five bet. Right. The flop. Is seven of diamonds, jack of spades, deuce of diamonds. It's a good flop for queens. That's, a, that's one of those clean flops that if we're planning on going with the hand, we're going with it, I think. Yeah. I mean, Jax is beating us if he can never have it, but I don't think we should worry about it. And it's effectively a no-prospect flop for Winter. He's got no backdoors. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. So you can't just give up on this pot, though, Sean Winter, can you? Can you just check and give up? Like, what is Ollie's range? It's... It's a lot wider than most five-bet pots. Look, if we were going to give up on this pot, then what the hell were we doing clicking back with a five-bet? Well, like, we, we, we knew we were getting a, called. We could have hoped for at least a backdoor. Oh, that's true. That's fair. But, like, we're going to miss a lot. We can't click it back and then give up some really high percentage of the time, which is what we'd be doing, I think. Right? Okay, granted. We could always have backdoor hearts. Like, mostly we're, we're going to hit backdoor hearts at least. Or a backdoor way. straight draw of any kind. Yeah. Okay. So a bunch of the time we can... That's true, I guess. I guess, like, probably even with just backdoors, we're going to have... 70% of the time, we're going to have some backdoors. Or hit an ace, right? We or don't even have a backdoor straight draw with either card. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how big a miss this is. Um, and the thing is, if we're winter and we think about what Ollie has, it's really hard to get... I guess I guess even if he has ace-king, he might not shove ace-king when we do that click-back. That really weird We didn't back. shove queens. Right. So, uh, I mean, ace-king blocks aces yeah. and kings is the only thing. But still, he might... He might just call once we do that weird five-bet clickback. I, I don't know, man. Like, it seems weird to, to five-bet give up. Yep. It yeah, seems really weird. So part of my theory on the way Sean Winter played his hand against Alex Fox, and in the other hand we didn't, mm. was that he was betting in the spot where he had a hand in a situation where you wouldn't expect a good player to bet right. to keep his options open for the future. Yes. It seems like a big part of his theory based on this hand as well. I agree. I think I might have been right on that. Yeah. Um, because with $2.345 million in the pot, he bets two fifty. I mean. Bets about 10% of the pot. It's really something. Yeah. So he bets here... 
knowing that he essentially isn't folding out any of Schindler's range, right? Schindler is not in the fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ali's. It's be, yeah. It doesn't matter why no one cares. Um, yeah, any of Ali's, any of Ali's range. That's probably not entirely true. If if Ali had, let's say Ali actually had King Five suited for a second. I don't okay. know if he can have that. Right. But let's say he four bet with it and then feels obligated to call because the price is so insane. He might call position. if it was a diamond spade. Or there's two diamonds in it. Yeah. Spade. So like, if so was, he's going to miss spades, half the time yeah. with the king five suited. So even 250 will fold those out. Yeah. Um, if Ali has ace 10, he probably has to call once for 250, right? I mean, it sucks, but he probably just has to. Yeah, maybe. Don't you have to? You're probably. in position. Sean's going to give up sometimes on the turn. We just get, we can bet and win. Sometimes we improve. Also, we have a backdoor straight. I would love draw. to know what Ali would actually do with ace 10. It would be great to know. Yeah. Me too. Me too. The, the price is so good, but it's like it's really not a good hand. It's a five bet pot. It's it's not a great spot. It's a tough spot. We could be drawing very close to dead. We could be drawing oh yeah, we can't be drawing completely dead, but nearly dead. Yeah. For two fifty though, I, we might just feel like we have to call. I don't know. Ten percent of the pot. Do you think so do you think Winter's plan is completely predicated on future streets like he doesn't expect to get folds? I think he'd be shocked. I, he maybe he thinks he's folding out five to ten percent of Ali's range, but it can't be more than that, yeah. right? So he's gotta be thinking, all right, we'll see if the turn is something that I'd want to continue on. That's all I can come. I gotta, with. I gotta stop the analysis and, and ask you a more general question. Okay. What do you think of Sean Winter's overall strategy in this high, in these high rollers, where it seems like a lot of his strategy is predicated on keeping future options open and being uncapped in all times? Mm. That's a cool question. Um, on one level, I really like it. It's exciting. It's fun. On another level, part of me feels like it's probably spewy. Now, he's Sean Winter, so maybe his is not spewy. The way he does it maybe isn't spewy. It's possible, right, because mm-hmm. he's freaking Sean Winter. I would think anyone trying to replicate that might be spewy and doing it. Like, he can't always do that, right? If you always do that, these guys will destroy you. They'll never yeah. fold anything, yeah. right? They're, they're perfectly comfortable calling down and putting their lives on the line, you know, their tournament lives on the line to do that if they think you're too spewy. It's, the, it's a similar thing to the Bryn Kenny conundrum where it's like, yes. don't, why don't they all just call and crush him? But right. like, he keeps winning because he's good enough to adjust correctly. Right. And he probably thinks they probably fold a little too much. So if he's a psycho on this end of it, he's going to pick up, he's picking up loose change all over the place in, in the form of EV. Yeah. Right? Um, so I like it. In, I like it conceptually. I think it's really cool. Sometimes that really bails you out of something. Yeah. At the same point, I mean, not like there's no good cards for Sean on the turn, really. I guess an ace might be good, but we bet so little. You're getting too granular, asking about the overall strategy. Right, right, right. I I jumped right in, didn't I? Okay. Overall strategy, it's something I want to try and emulate against the right players. Yeah. That's my answer. Yeah. I don't think he's, I would guess when Sean Winter plays the main event, he's not doing this. Right. I would guess this is only in the, the, cool guy fields you need guys who can read boards read the action make the big fold comfortably you know you need guys like that and like the big field events don't have those guys right they're like i have top pair man i call yeah i have queens how could i ever fold you know like that you can't can't make those plays against those guys right yeah so they're so back to the slightly granular level okay something very powerful about this strategy is going to be shown right now like can ollie raise I guess he can, but... It seems weird to Why me. would you? Again, Sean has... The only reason to do it is to deny equity, right? Like, yeah. 
Like we're like we assume we're either getting snap called and we're behind or getting snap folded and we're way ahead, yeah. but we deny some equity. Somewhere. So what a spot Sean Winter somehow puts yes. Ali in with Queens where he's like, it's 250K into 2.345 million and you can't really raise. Like, and that way it's true. On the other hand, I would like to say the spot he's putting Ali with, in with Queens is Ali gets to put chips in very comfortably for not very much when he's way ahead. Yeah. Way, 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 but way, way But Sean gets ahead. to stay in the hand. He yes. gets to keep momentum. He gets to be the guy who is uncapped. He does. These things are all true. So I think it's... There's something... There's certainly some value there in, in some ways. Obviously, there are negative aspects to this. I also want to push back a little bit on the uncapped thing in that I think Ali can also be... Ali's not totally capped here. He doesn't have to... Have, he, never, can have, he can have aces. He can I have jacks. I never said he, he was. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's a fair point. But if they can both be uncapped, that's like... Because, you know, you said he gets to be the guy who's uncapped, implying like only uh, one well, of what I What I mean by that is he that's gets like his uncapped. personality. He's yeah. like the uncapped guy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, but anyway, I think they're both still uncapped to some degree. Ali is going to seven bet some, or six bet or whatever with aces sometimes, but probably is going to flat a lot too because it's like, what am I going to... Unless you have kings or queens. No, I agree. Like, I agree. The, I think they're both uncapped. Okay. But, but I think Sean Winter's whole game is predicated on staying it's, uncapped. It does seem to be the case. That's fair. All right, so Ali is going to call. He has to call. Like, what right? else can you do? I mean, I guess you could raise, take this monster pot right now and not let anything bad happen and hope, hope that you get to take the monster pot and not be dead. But you figure if you're dead, it's okay. Figure if he has aces or kings, you're, he's getting it anyway. I mean, it's kind That's of... A reason that, that is a reason to move in, by the way. I guess. There's already, just to be clear, there's 2.6 million in the pot. We have like 1.9 million. Yeah, but there's no more value then. Right, but we get to take down a monster pot. Like, that is not terrible. It's not, but then our hand doesn't really matter. That's true. That's true. Yep, you're right. Then our hand doesn't matter at all. Yeah. We could do it with ace-10 just yeah. as easily. In fact, I know it's not better, but it's, it's the same. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's true. I think calling is the right play, which I is... I do, too. Which is also, like, I think that's not at all comfortable against Winter to, to be like, I guess I have to call. Yep. You know? No, you have to call and you're like, I hope, I hope it, you know, terrible things don't happen. This is one of the things that's interesting about poker is being the aggressor has some inherent advantages. And one of them is, you know, if you're the aggressor, all you do is fire at the pot. So the, the outcomes are, okay, it doesn't work out or it does. The guy who's, the, uh, who's on the other side of it can call and lose, call and win or fold. Those are their yeah. three options often. You know, right. okay, they can raise too, sure. But we're talking about not being the aggressor. So two of those three options are bad. Yeah. Now, folding could be good in that it could save you, but like from the aggressor's point of view, it's like you, you have three basic options here, and two of them really benefit me. Right. Like, great. You could call, lose, or fold, and sometimes you call and win. Like, amazing. Like, and that's why it's often, not always, but often better to be the aggressor. Yeah. Right. The Sean Winter way. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's now going to be, I didn't write it down, but we can do some easy math here 2.845 million in the pot. Yep. Um, Turn is the king of hearts, not a card that Ollie wanted to see. No, really not. Probably not a card that Winter wanted to see either. Nope. Because Ollie th- was would call with Ace King, I imagine. I on think the flop. Ollie has more Ace King than Winter does, actually. Probably. I don't know that Winter really has Ace King when we're talking about it. Like, can he? I guess he, he, I, he probably can. He but certainly is somebody that I'm not going to try to say can or can't have. 
feels like he's way more shoving Ace King because it's such a natural shove when once there's a. You're just talking about the general poker playing population. We're talking about. uh, I understand. I know who we're talking. No, no, I'm talking about Sean Winter. You're trying to anthropomorphize a table over here. Sean Winter is a different breed. Okay, but we are trying to break down and get into his brain a little bit, right? And I'm saying I think Ace King is a hand that is a shove for him, even with all these other things in play, because it plays so badly to do the things he's doing with it. I agree that. It is more likely to be a shove than many other hands. Thank you. I also think this is the player that is the most likely to have ace king in their range of, of taking this. That may be true. Back five bet. That may be true. That said, I do agree that I think Ali has a little bit more ace king than Sean. Like Ali probably has all his ace king, right? He probably plays all his ace king like this. Probably he might six bet it sometimes. Pretty uh, unclear. Maybe, but since he called with queens, it feels yeah. like probably probably calls with ace king too. Unclear, but yeah, yeah. Um, so does that mean that Winter should give up? I mean, he gave Ollie such a good price. His calling range on the flop was nearly infinite. I don't think he should give up at all. I think Ollie absolutely has underpairs to the Kings. Yep. In fact, he went out of his way to keep Ollie in, basically, both pre-flop and on the flop, giving up when the King comes, which is not necessarily a bad card for us as Sean Winter. It can make us the nuts. If we have aces, it's still good. If we ever really can have ace King somehow, that's fine, too. We can have jacks, maybe? I don't really know if we can have jacks as Winter. I mean, we're basically repping kings and aces, right? Yeah. So that card is not bad for our range. Is it bad for aces? Because all he could have kings? I mean, the, he has kings, he has kings. It doesn't matter. Stack to pot as such, we're getting it in. Yeah. It doesn't, it's a meaningless card in that way. So we just don't worry about it. Well, winter's going to continue the winter way. Yeah. He's going to bet 450 into 2.8. So it's a, it's a little bit bigger percentage of the pot, but it's still just a, a very small bet. You could easily have shoved here. Most players will shove if they bet. Absolutely, most players will shove. Uh, most most players would have shoved even on the flop, you know, like yeah, not not maybe not most, but a lot of players would shove on the flop too with the stack to pop being yeah. what it was, right? Um, okay, so this is cool. So now an overcard has shown up, and Sean Winter is bet again, but he's once again giving Ali an incredible price. Can Ali just fold when one overcard comes when you're getting an incredible price in position anyway? It's three point three million. That yeah. he gets like 450 to win 3.3 million. I don't think we can fold queens. We also, we can see that Sean Winter doesn't have to have it here, which is yeah. hard to imagine. Right. But, but we, we probably know that as Ali. We would know at least some of the time he doesn't have it here. Yeah. Right. So, so then you have to make distribution based decisions. This is a call. That like if we don't have aces all the time, which of course we don't, um, and we don't have kings all the time. Nope. Then this, this is among the better hands we have. Maybe yeah. we have some ace king. We have some jacks, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. I think we have ace king. I think we have jacks. But we also have aces, kings, and queens, and queens more than aces and kings, right? Or maybe not. Maybe maybe they're well, all the same. Well, maybe based on if if that's really the hands we have, this is pretty low in our distribution. No, we have other things too. Those yeah. are the strongest hands. Like yeah. we have everything that we four bet with, or th- right originally. Yeah, yeah unless like we, we have f- some real junk that we fold. Right, but like most of that range is con- is forced to continue yeah. on the flop. Sorry, to the turn. We have to continue to the turn right. with, with something like 90% of the range because we're getting 10 to 1 yeah. to call. So we're going to continue with almost everything. Uh, so Queens is way, way, way high up in our distribution, I would say. Like, yeah, fair. Disturbingly so. And not that it should come up much, but we do block King-Queen. Yeah. And since Sean Winter is, is a bit of a wild card here, blocking King-Queen may have a little bit of value. It could. And block King-Queen. Oh, Queen-Jack, we don't need to. But block. we don't block King-4 of hearts. Which is also clearly in Sean Winter's range. <laughs> That's no well. Well, the board blocks King Four of Hearts happily because the King of Hearts is on there. Oh, okay, good. Term. Okay, but King Four, of, King Four of Diamonds, we don't block. No, we do not. King Four of Diamonds has us in trouble. Yeah, it's got the flush draw. It's got yeah. us really, really sad. We when you're against Sean Winter, you always want to be blocking King Four of Diamonds. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I don't think we can do anything but call, but it's really uncomfortable. He does. It's cheap-ish, but how much do we have? I mean, we have like we both have like a million left in our stack now, right? 1.2 million? Yep. Oh. 1.2. We have 20 blinds. We, we both have 20 blinds left. We have to, Sean uh, went to, uh, if, if you're all there, you're like, Sean, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that is correct. So Ollie calls. Yeah. The pot is now 3.745 million, and they each have 1.2. So they each oh. have about a third of a pot. Yeah. The river is a never consequential six of clubs, unless Sean Winter somehow made two pair or something. I don't know. Maybe like, he can have seven six. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, all that'd right. be wild. Are we here and we're always going for it, is Sean Winter? Like, we've sized so. it in such a way. We can't always go for it, can we? We can't always go for it. What hands do we not go for it with? I mean, Sean Winter makes a pair. Fuck if I know. He has, he has a six yeah. now. But that's never good, right? No, it's never good. Ali does not have ace-queen. No, Ali has a lot of queens. He has a lot of tens. He has some slow-played bigger hands. And if he has, like, um, an ace-x, it's made a pair by the time we get to the river, like... It yeah. just, it just has, I mean, even ace 10, right? Ace 10 just isn't going to, f- I don't think it's going to flat the turn for 450. Maybe, maybe it's getting a good enough price. Ace 10 might be there, but we can win against ace 10. Right. So. We're beating ace 10 anyway. We can go check and hope it checks back. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Probably it would. Probably Ali would be like. These Sean Winter breakdowns are among the hardest to this do. This is really challenging. It's hard to know exactly what to do. Um, okay. I don't think we can always move in. I think that means, if we always move in, that means by virtue of deciding to five-bet click it back pre-flop, we sort of put ourselves on a path where we almost always, or maybe, maybe the king made it a little easier to bet the turn, but based on the range we're repping, the king shouldn't really change much. Yeah. So, like, either we have kings or aces. If we have kings or aces, we're usually ahead anyway, so whatever. Like, it feels like we can't just be on the path of every time we five-bet click back pre-flop, we always end up all in in this spot. It just can't be right. Because again, it, Ali, Ali would figure that out at some point and use that against us. Is it that we're doing it every time we don't have a diamond in our hand? That helps? <sighs> that helps. That is something. Um, I mean, we block 7-6 suited. That's something. We don't have a diamond or a spade. Those are, those are like, if we want to add something good to it, we don't have a spade. Right. So we don't block backdoor flush draws on the flop. Okay. And backdoors matter a lot more when you size like Sean Winter does. Right. Um, do we reasonably think we're getting a lot of folds here? There's 3.75 million in the pot. If we move in, there's 5 million in the pot, and Ollie's got, like, 1.2 to call. Well, it's a pretty good ICM leverage spot. It, I mean, it's a hell of a story we're telling. Yeah. Do we reasonably think we're getting faults? I want to re-ask that question, though. When we're giving one... It, this isn't, you know, Jimmy Jam Joey at the... Jimmy at the, Jam Joey. At the, notoriously terrible <laughs> at poker. <laughs> this is Ali Msirovich. He's, like, often the, the number one rated GPI player, it feels like. Him and Alex Fox and, like, switch it off, don't they? I mean, doesn't he always win the player of the series at, like, most of these high high buy-in event, you know, series? That might be a bit of hyperbole, but... It might be, but it's not wildly off yeah, either, yeah. right? Um, there's a reasonable case to be made that he's the best tournament player in the world. Sure, he's, in, he's one of those guys in that conversation. Yeah, like, if there's, there's 12 guys maybe that we could name, and he's one of them. And probably one woman, Kristen Bicknell. Yep. But, and I think if we got really serious about it and tried to slice that list down, he'd be in the top five, is my guess, yeah. based on his results and how he does against everyone. Um, 
So I don't know. Can we really, is, is Ali going to fold the hand like Queens if we give him five to one on the river, having put in this much of a stack, putting in two thirds of a stack already? Is he really going to fold? The ICM leverage is strong. It is, but he could have folded earlier. He could have folded on the turn with ICM leverage. All right. Obviously, with Sean Winter's strategy, he's going to have to go for it sometimes. Yes. So we have to come up with reasons to go for it. Good. I've come up with some reasons to go for it. You did. I we, mean, besides the not having... We don't have diamonds. Stuff. We don't have spades. Those are good reasons. Those are really good reasons. Are there better reasons to go for it with a bluff? Uh, I don't know. We block ace-king. We block pocket aces. Yep. Those things are good. That's true. Is there any other reason to go for it with the bluff? I mean, we'd rather have ace-queen. I don't know if we'd ever five-bet ace-queen pre. Yeah, we, you were thinking very strongly that we would not. Right, but you were then... Yeah. We're using each other's arguments against each other here, but you were making the argument that we don't know what the hell Sean Winter's going to do, right? why would we want ace-queen? Oh, because we block pocket aces, we block ace-king, we block king-queen, we block queen-queen. Queen-queen's not one we're super scared of. Why not? I mean... He called the turn, so Queens is now near the lower part of the hands that he could have. Yeah. Okay. So that's you know one of the hands we're targeting. Should we be targeting Queens? So it comes back to the same question. Yes. If we're going to go for it sometimes, how do we choose when we go for it? Yeah. Well, this is why I was saying Ace-Queen is kind of nice because we block Queens a little bit. Do we want to block Queens? I ask again. Well... I'm going to answer your question. But the question is, do we really think queens are going to fold? This is the set. We're, we're currently we're in a time loop. This is problematic. We Let's don't, we don't have to be. If, if you were less stupid, we wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> he means it. I just want everyone to know. He does mean that <laughs> no, I don't bit. mean I don't mean that. <laughs> All right, I just don't think you're quite getting what I'm saying here. Like, if, if Ollie's distribution I, no, bottoms you're say, out you're saying it. If, you're saying if queens are the bottom's distribution, it's okay for queens to be there because he's going to fold it. Yeah. I understand that. I'm saying, first of all, I don't know that queens really are the bottom's distribution. I'm not sure about if, that. If they're not, then tens are, right? Ace-jack could be there. Jacks in general could be there. Um, I don't know if he's going to click back four bet those hands. Maybe he is. Um, I think it's at least possible. It's weird. I'll yeah. give you that. It's weird. Maybe ace jack sometimes. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe about maybe, that. maybe he can't have it. That's fair. Um, well, if tens can be there, I would be worried about. I'd be concerned about. Should we, do we want to have queens or not? Since now we can lop tens off. So we have to block literally everything except for the bottom hand in his distribution. <laughs> well, I'm saying that would be that would be nice. Well, I'd like to. It would, to but that. you're not poking too many holes in no, my theory not, that this hand I'm is not. actually a pretty good bluff to go That's for. True. That's true. Um, no, the suits really line up well for us. We do have the ace, which is good yeah. in this case now. Um, I mean, I'm so really you're, 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 underpin about you're underpinning theory has nothing to do with if we go for it sometimes. Yours, right. Your theory is we never go for it. I'm wondering if we should ever go for it. <laughs> like, you know, like we have to give up sometimes. Well, too, if right? a diamond so. came, we would give up, I think. We give up on runouts. This is a run out. Maybe we don't. Well, let's talk about that just for a second. If a diamond came, we would give up because why? Because Ali could then have a flush. How does Ali have a flush? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm just asking questions here. Well, think about like what, what flushes does he have? Ace king? Yeah. Um, which he was probably going to call anyway. He might, he's got top, top, If top. he had ace 10 suited and he, he clicked back preflop, if he's going to do it with ace jack sometimes, I don't know okay. if he is. Yeah, he can have those things. That's yeah. true. Or if he had the ace wheel suiteds. He might have had the ace wheels. Oh, and yeah, because we forced him. We yeah. basically forced him to get to yeah. the turn. But 
He's probably going to shove that on the turn a lot of the time. Not always, but a and lot. He's getting of the such time. a good price, and with the ICM consideration, he might just yeah. be like, "I'm getting actually a good price to see the river with this hand." Yeah, I feel like watching Ollie is he doesn't make that decision. Like he makes the aggressive decision a lot of the time in these spots, but probably not always. I'll grant you that. So okay, he can have some flushes. All right, right. So so I would argue that we could give up with our entire bluffing range on yeah. runouts that include a diamond. Okay, perhaps right. But this runout did not include that. Right. And, of course, there's sometimes our bluffing range will have one diamond in it, and then we might go for it when the diamond, yes. the third diamond comes. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. So you think we should pull the trigger is, what you're, is that what you're getting I to? think if we enter Sean Winter's theory land, which I have completely constructed on my own, and yes. I think maybe way off, but my, my theory started with he always wants to leave himself uncapped. Yes. This new part of the theory is the suits matter a lot in this spot, and if you're entering his theory, you're certainly here to go for it with bluffs sometimes. Right. And what metrics do you use? And not blocking even the backdoor flush draw is a pretty important one, along with blocking ace-king and aces. So that makes this a go for it. That is a really well-said point. That's very good. Uh, I'm a little concerned that we're going to still have too many hands that the frequency is going to be too often, but I could just be wrong about that. Yeah, I like, just, I, it's so hard to know what he's actually doing yeah. with this with preflop and what he uses that's right. to decide. It's really hard to know. Like He may actually 5-bet click back as a bluff very rarely in that spot. You think he would. Yeah. Um, and so this is not... Yeah, so frequencies will be fine. Then. And I'm imagining a guy like Sean Winter who is so in the GTO world and has had so much success at these high levels is not off frequency-wise right. to, to a I think that's right. big enough extent. I think, I'm sure you're right about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we know what he does. Yeah, he goes for it. So that means probably what you're saying is right. And I, of course, knew that the whole time, but still I wanted to fight for I it. mean, it's, it's hard not to fight against the Sean Winter plays when they just seem like something you would never do. Yes. Like, you would never make these plays. I would never make these plays. Maybe in the future we will if we yeah. learn more about them and how to implement them. But, like, as of now, I never have made a play like this, and I wasn't planning on it. It wouldn't occur to me to click back a six-suited preflop like that. Yeah. It would never even occur to me. And then I think on that flop, I'd either bet bigger or check give up. Those would be my, I'd probably check give up, honestly. But, um, but if I wasn't, I would actually try and win the pot, Yeah, which he was not doing at that point. Right. So, yes, you are correct. So he, he, of course, because he's got to just be a little different, he bets 1.17 million, leaving himself 15K instead of 1.2 million. You're so cool, Sean. See, I told you, people with the last name, with the, with yeah, the season. Yeah, suck. That's why you hate Danny Sprung. I love... Sean Wintered and Danny Sprung. I love Danny Sprung. Ali Yamsirovich folds quickly. Yes. So I guess he thinks, because he's obviously in the GTO world too, he that he's pretty low in his distribution. Um. I have to believe that's true. Yes. Um, I also think it's possible he thinks that Sean... Like, what is left in Ollie's district? I guess Jax is there. Jax, he's got some kings and some aces and some ace-king. Yep. He probably has a lot more ace-king than he does kings or aces. Yep. For all the reasons. Yeah. Both combos-wise and... Playability. Play, the way it's played yeah. out, yeah. Um, yes. And I guess he thinks he is folding the turn. A lot of his range folds the turn. It yeah. must be. that Because he, he folds so quickly with queens. If, he, if he's calling a lot of range on the turn, like it's weird in some ways because if he has diamonds, which he can have, that's a lot of folds well, right that, there. That rises up his queens in his district. Exactly. Yeah. So 
Like, if he only has queens and tens and nothing else, fine. But if he's got... So maybe in his mind, though, he's, he's jamming diamonds. Well, he also has the queen of diamonds in his hand, which means that Winter's less likely to have a missed right. flush draw. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. That helps a little. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was actually sitting there like, I hope a diamond comes and I hope Winter shoves because I have an easy call with the queens with the queen of diamonds. Maybe, yeah. Right? Like, how is he going to shove that? Like, right. If he has me, he has me, but I have a perfect blocker. Yeah. Anyway, that's how Sean Winter does it. Wow. Did he win the event? He did. Ali mean, finished second. He won. Uh, what a player Sean Winter is. This he's, is, I mean... He's, he's interesting. It's cool to be all theoretical about it and stuff. It's another thing entirely in a $50,000 buy-in to actually Just do go this for shit. It, yeah. Who does this? Nobody. That's why he's one of the best, because no one actually does this. Right. He does the stuff that maybe you talk about with your friends. Like, you and I, like, famously within our own, like lore of ourselves like when we, would, we used to do poker trips we used to just play heads up for hours every mm, night and yeah like with the intention of fucking with the dials like yes let's do different stuff and see how the other guy reacts right and sean winter we never like took that stuff and went and played and did that like sean winter actually does that like in the other hand we did with alex fox and he three bet big out of the big blind with queen 10 nobody does that right and then he bet the flop of ace 10x and then he bet the turn and, and then he, he did, shoved the river. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and didn't improve and shoved the river. Yeah. It's like, no one, does, no one makes those decisions, yeah. Sean. The best players don't make those decisions. And yet. And yeah. yet. It's cool to have a guy like this playing yes. at the high levels. It's like, he doesn't have the same personality, but it feels a little bit Phil Lockean. Not that Phil Locke did these things, but Phil Locke did weird sizing things and surprising moves a lot. Right. And that, and that way, I feel like Sean Winter's going to pull stuff out that we don't really expect and we haven't seen before. Yeah. And yet is with a lot of thought behind it and a lot of math behind it, which is also true for Phil Locke. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's see what the solver had to say. Okay. I am very curious about this one. Me too. All right, Wesley Cannon, no problem. Just figure out what Sean Winter is doing here. It, just, it, just, <laughs> just solve Sean Winter. It's easy. I mean, he's not doing it. He's letting the computer do it for him, man. Right, but he has to... Type the buttons. He has to type the buttons? Yeah, people say that. <laughs> they do now. Yeah. You started it. I am a trendsetter, and people will say type the buttons. Type which the buttons. It, it does mean enter things into Pio Solver, but it also means like, oh, that button is square. Like if you see a button yeah. for like a dress or a jacket or something, you have to you type it. You know, it's like sexing a chicken. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I get it. It's not one of the round buttons. Yeah. It's a square button. It's, it's a square type of button. Like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I'm a button typer. Sexing a chicken. You know, that could really mean a different kind of a thing. Well, you, like, you know what it means. I do know what it means, you bastard. You, and you leave those chickens alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's a job that it has a lot of openings, but nobody wants to do it. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's like, where do those eggs come from? Grant knows. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. All right. Okay. Let's get to the solver. Yes, yes. Back to the flop. Uh, Winter is supposed to bet, and he can bet small like this, but Pio prefers bigger sizing, and the sizing that Wesley gave was 600K as the other option. Yeah. I mean, sure, right? You, you want like, some fold equity? <laughs> Pio wants a little fold equity. Sean Winter's like, fold equity, schmold equity. I don't care about nothing. How about some winter equity? Yeah. How about some cold? Yeah. Because I'm wintry. Exactly. Wintry fresh. Like gum? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Ali's hand is unsurprisingly a call. Of course. Can't see any, any reason to do anything else. I mean, there are some reasons, but yeah. sure. So this is a somewhat interesting output. On the turn, Winter should bet most of his range, 89%, in fact, mm. including this hand. So why do you think the solver wants to bet so frequently on the turn when called on the flop? 
with, with like mostly bluffs, it sounds like. Um, I guess one reason is because the king should successfully fold out some of Valley's range yeah. to that, like, Winter in theory, now maybe not in practice, but in theory has, I guess, no, the solver doesn't really know who's doing what preflop, so it misses all that preflop action, doesn't it? But because Winter's the aggressor, he has, in theory, like more king-king, ace-king yeah, he should. Stuff, right? I mean, that, he, that, the king is better for him. It is. That's, that's I guess, what I'm trying yeah. to get to. And I'm sure that's part of the ranges it feels that Wesley, like it has to Wesley be. input there. Um, Ollie should call, pure call, but he can fold tens, which is, you know, feels like a pip worse. It's not exactly a pip worse because in this pot, he could call a lot preflop based on the sizing that I mean, Winter used. If, so. you think, if you think of Ollie as having three bets with a bunch of pocket pairs, yeah, and then he's forced to call preflop, and then he's forced to call on the flop, right? He's forced to call any pair on the flop on that sizing. So the king is going to fold out a huge amount of pocket pairs that are below the jack. Yeah. I don't know. I, a jack is probably going to call, but will hate their life. That's And solver obviously, you know, solving for that as well. Yeah. Emotional distress. Yeah. How much life hate will you have if you make this action, you know? Yeah. Ah, that much. All right, on the river. Okay. This is where the solver starts to be like, hey, Sean Winter, maybe pump the brakes on that frost that you're spouting with your <laughs> wintry, yeah. wintry zone. Right. Yeah. And wants Winter to check. Just mm. give up. Um, I guess he has nominal showdown value. It doesn't really feel like there's showdown value at all. No way. I mean, he has a six, but that's Come on. not really good enough. How could it be good? Yeah. But it's it's sort of showdown value. Maybe that's why Pio wants to not Maybe. bluff because it doesn't want to over bluff, and that gives it at least an inkling of a reason not to bluff, right? Right. Um, but you know he does he doesn't check, and that's why we did the breakdown on it. So <laughs> so then Ollie has to make a decision. Uh, he can call, but it is chip neutral. You know, I will say that one of the things that maybe Pio wants. Um, winner to check for is because there was a flusher on the flop, right? So if Ollie had diamonds, which yeah. he can have, right? Because of all these small sizings, he might yeah. go call. Maybe he gives up sometimes on the river. Maybe we induce a bluff, but the six is actually beating those. Things. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So maybe there's a little bit of that. Um, not a lot. I mean, if Ollie has queen tennis spades, he's probably calling the flop because he's got the over the back door, the price, everything. And then he turns an open ender. He may not always shove that. He may not feel like he can shove those things for these incredibly low prices when Sean's so polarized. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Um, but that's at least possible. Um, and I guess something was eaten at Wesley because he ran it a second time. Wesley yeah. Cannon did. And he, this time he gave Sean Winter a different range where it had, what did, let's see how he put it. I ran the hand a second time giving Winter a range where he plays kings and ace king this way 100% of the time. Right. Instead of just part of the time. Because before he had it, aces were a play this way 100% of the time, and the rest of the range wasn't. Yeah. But now he's adding an ace-king and, and kings. That seems dubious to me that he'd really play ace-king this way 100%, but I understand Wesley's just trying to feel his way out with this. And I appreciate that he's covering yeah. all the bases. Me too. Um, me so too. when he ran it that way, Ali is actually supposed to fold the turn. Right, because now... Now he's losing to so much of the range. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, on that small bet, it seems so hard, like in the in the moment in real life, to do that. But uh, you know, the solver isn't living that. The solver doesn't know about your feelings. The solver, the solver folds, doesn't care. Is at the bar twenty minutes later, having a drink, having a great time. Hit, hitting on, it's gone. Hitting on the cash register. Yeah. The cash <laughs> register. I mean, some cash <laughs> registers these days, man, with technology. Have you seen these things? I have seen those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh baby. <laughs> Okay, are we done? Uh-huh. We're done. That's a good way to end. Great. Music is
music is my sunlight And all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home